Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Take my hand, come with me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 16 of Soul Food, where we're going to look at the dangers of argumentation and arguing. So, in this episode, we're going to look at the harms of arguing, the importance of reconciliation, and the etiquette of disagreement. One of the dangers of the tongue is argumentation that scholars actually list many, many dangers of the tongue and how it can be used in a way that is uh, negative and impacts the heart negatively and that there's actually just very few ways that it can positively be used, which shows us that we need to be careful how we use our tongues and its impact on our heart. Uh, In the vast majority of cases when it comes to arguing and when it comes to debating or whatever it may be, Uh, especially with social media and what happens on social media with people being very entrenched in their views and only interested in their positions is that it's better to avoid arguing altogether. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, ادعو إلى سبيل ربك بالحكمة والموعظة الحسنة وجادلهم بالتي هي أحسن إن ربك هو أعلم بمن ضل عن سبيله وهو أعلم بالمهتدين that God says in Surah An-Nahl, Surah 16, verse 125, Prophet, call the people to the way of your Lord with wisdom and good teaching and argue with them in the most courteous way. For your Lord knows who best has strayed from his way and who is rightly guided. Right, so... This goes back to argue with them in the most courteous way. So what does it mean to argue in the most courteous way? It means that when you engage, and this is directed to the Prophet ﷺ, and all those who are following in his footsteps of calling people to their Lord, is that you don't put the other person down. That happens in a lot of arguments. That the person, one, one person will put the other down or insult them or ridicule them. Don't put the other person down. Do not argue for egotistical purposes. I'm arguing because I feel this is the right thing. And it's about me and it's about, uh, you know, holding on to my position and proving the other person wrong and showing them how foolish they are. And, you know, that moment that when you prove them wrong, that you go, yeah, I got you. That's not what it's about. That's not, if you're arguing for those kinds of reasons, it's better to stay silent. But what's being said here is show them the truth of what's beneficial to them and not arguing for egotistical purposes that the Prophet is calling people to Allah. And that the other way that one argues in the most courteous way is by seeking actual benefit and seeking the truth. Right? And this brings us to an important question. How did the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, engage in conversations and disagreements? 
when he would deal with people, when he was talking to the Quraysh, or he was talking to different people, how did he engage with them? And that's how we see the most beautiful and courteous way of of arguing or of uh, discussing with them from the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. And when he would get into conversations and things would get ugly, and some of the companions would say, O Messenger of Allah, you know, make a dua against them, pray against them, pray for a curse from God upon them. What did the Prophet ﷺ say? The one who was sent as a mercy to the worlds, the one who did not speak from his own caprice, but was given revelation, the one who was purified and rarefied by his Lord, glorious and majestic. He said, I was not sent as a curser. I did not come with curses. I was sent rather as a mercy. That even in the most difficult of situations, the Prophet ﷺ didn't resort to cursing and ugly speech. And in another hadith of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he said, a believer is not someone who constantly attacks, curses, or says vile things. Now, let's be honest, like how much of these conversations get ugly really fast. We have to be really careful, especially in the month of Ramadan, especially with social media. You know, there's a design bias. There's something about social media that does bring out the ugliness within us, that people will say things that they wouldn't say face-to-face or they would argue in a way that they wouldn't argue face-to-face. If those two people were together, they might not even argue out of love and respect for one another. But when there there's that distance, there's that kind of, you know, uh, ability to kind of say something and then kind of walk away from it and see the repercussions later, that's very dangerous. And this is dangerous on another level because you also see people who think that it's part of their religiosity and part of their holding on to orthodoxy that they argue with others in the most aggressive ways and even resort to calling people by the worst of names, calling people kafir or mushrik or mubtada'. They would call people disbelievers or polytheists or innovators and really put them down. Why? Because they don't agree. But you don't have to jump to the ugliest conclusions even if you don't agree about something. And even if you feel that it reaches that, that level, how do you communicate that? Do you want to just damn someone to hell? Or do you want to look for some way that maybe you've misunderstood them or you've misunderstood their position and that you hope for God's mercy to be granted to them as you want it for yourself? So you really got to be careful of what you say and what conversations you get involved in. Even now on social media, you can have 20 people involved in one conversation that might not be directed to all of those people, but you have to be really careful about even the kinds of conversations you're, you're getting involved in. And this is part of, you know, the discipline that we're taught through acts of worship, like fasting. It's to discipline ourselves and to control ourselves. And fasting also helps us control our tongues. So we, we really have to be uh, careful how we engage with these things. And this brings us to the next point of the importance of reconciliation. You know, the shaytan, one of the major things that he works on is sowing the seeds of hatred and discord and enmity between people. The shaytan is interested in splitting hearts apart. That's all. That's the major goal that he wants to achieve. 
That is the full-time, that's the overtime job that the devil engages in, is splitting people's hearts. So a believer, someone of goodness, someone of nearness to Allah, someone who is connected to the Messenger of Allah, should be someone who brings hearts together, someone who seeks to reconcile between people. And part of our path of spiritual refinement is in seeking what's pleasing to Allah and letting go of our own nufus. There might be two people arguing and you might want to take the side of the person you're closer to. But then when you recognize, hold on, reconciliation is more beloved to Allah. So I'm going to do that. I'm not going to take a side. I'm going to try to bring everyone together. You know, that's more beloved to Allah. And that's someone who's seeking that higher path of refinement and nearness. And once again, divisions and enmity and even bloodshed that we see in today's world often begins with egotistical argumentation. And you see many demagogues today who are arguing and who are, you know, fanning the flames of discord and hatred, which could lead to violence. So we have to be really careful and know that our words could have serious repercussions. So we have to be careful and, and be committed to being someone who brings hearts together. So at this point, you might be thinking to yourself, hold on, but does this mean that we can't disagree at all? Is part of Islam that we can't disagree or we can't voice any disagreement? That's not what we're saying, but that there's an etiquette to disagreement. That when we disagree, we actually strive to make sure that that disagreement doesn't affect the hearts. That you might like one thing, I might like another thing, but that we should still love and respect one another despite that disagreement. That we should still honor one another despite that disagreement. Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah, there was a contemporary of his that they would always disagree significantly on, on different points. And that sometimes their disagreements would get pretty hot. And uh, the, the person that he would disagree with, one day he said that there was a knock on his door, and he said, if you told me, I would have thought it was anyone other than Muhammad ibn Idris al-Shafi'i, Imam al-Shafi'i, and he opened the door, and it was Imam al-Shafi'i who came to his house, and Imam al-Shafi'i said to him, he said, we can disagree, but can't we still remain brothers? In other words, like, we can disagree verbally or intellectually, but our hearts should still remain close in love and respect and reverence for one another. So you see this in the in the way that the companions treated one another, the tabi'een treated one another, that Imam al-Shafi'i, once again, he differed with his teacher, Imam Malik, uh, significantly, but they still had great amounts of respect for one another. And you see this. And what this is about is really having a big heart. And even when you disagree with someone, that you choose the, the proper words to voice that disagreement and to state that disagreement and that you don't let it affect your love for one another. Right? So this brings us to the final point, the call to action. If there's someone that you recently had an argument with, be the first to apologize. If there's someone you had an argument with, be the first to apologize. Make sure that you're working towards reconciliation and that you're not allowing argumentation to split the hearts apart and to put divisions between our hearts. And the one who apologizes, as the Prophet ﷺ told us, is the one who gets more reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let's make sure that we work towards that. 
and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring our hearts together to make us grow in love and mercy and compassion for one another. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.